Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The prophets in the scriptures. We're doing the prophet Ezekiel. We are in chapter 7. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through this study of the prophets. We're finding out a little bit more as we go through Ezekiel about the brethren who are stuck in their beliefs. And they don't want to budge. They don't want to listen. They don't want to admit the error of their ways. And so then the father, guess what, can't use them. In Ezekiel's case, he was given many different um, chances to do the works of the kingdom. But as we have seen all the way up to chapter 6, um, he hasn't yet done anything that Yahweh wants him to do or asks him to do. We use the scriptures translation 1998. Let's read Ezekiel chapter 7. We'll talk about it a little bit after that. Ezekiel chapter 7 says, And the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, And you, son of man, this is what the master Yahweh said to the land of Israel, an end. The end has come upon the four corners of the land, now the end is upon you, and I shall send my displeasure against you, and judge you according to your ways, and repay you for all your abominations. And my eye shall not pardon you, nor would I spare you. For I repay your ways while your abominations are in your midst, and you shall know that I am Yahweh. Thus said the Master Yahweh, A calamity, an only calamity. Look, it has come. An end has come. The end has come. It has awakened against you. Look, it has come. The turn has come to you, O inhabitant of the land. The time has come. A day of uproar is near, and not of rejoicing in the mountains. Soon I shall pour out my wrath, 
and shall complete my displeasure upon you and judge you according to your ways and repay you for all your abominations. And my eye shall not pardon nor would I spare. I give you according to your ways while your abominations are in your midst. And you shall know that I am Yahweh who smites. See the day, see it has come, the turn has come, the rod has blossomed, pride has budded, the violence has grown into a rod of wrongdoing. There is none of them and none of its crowd and none of their riches and none eminent among them. The time has come, and the day has arrived. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for wrath is on all its crowd. For the seller shall not return to what has been sold, nor though they are still alive, for the vision is for all its crowd. It shall not turn back, and because of his crookedness, no one holds fast to his life. They have blown the trumpet, and all is prepared, but no one goes to battle, for my wrath is, an on, is on all its crowd. The sword is outside, and the pestilence and the scarcity of food inside, he who is in the field dies by the sword, and he who is in the city scarcity of food and pestilence devour him, while they who escape of them shall escape and be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, all of them mourning each for his crookedness. All hands go limp and all knees become water. And they shall gird on sackcloth and be covering, covered with trembling. And shame shall be on every face and baldness on all their heads. They throw their silver into the streets and their gold becomes as filth. Their silver and their gold is unable to deliver them in the day of the wrath of Yahweh. They do not satisfy their appetite nor fill their stomachs because it has been their stumbling block of crookedness. And the splendor of his ornaments, he set in it in excellency, but they made from it the images of their abominations and their disgusting matters. Therefore I shall make it like filth to them. And I shall give it for a prey into the hands of strangers and to the wrong of the earth for a spoil, and they shall profane it. And I shall turn my face from them, and they shall profane my secret place, for destroyers shall enter it and profane it. Make a chain, for the land has been filled with crimes of blood. And the city has been filled with violence. And I shall bring the evil ones of the Gentiles, and they shall possess their houses. 
And I shall cause the pride of the strong to cease, and their set-apart places shall be profaned. Destruction shall come, and they shall seek peace, but there is none. Calamity upon calamity shall come, and report shall be upon report, and they shall seek a vision from a prophet, but the teachings has perished from the priest and the council from elders. Let the sovereign mourn and let the prince put on despair and let the hands of the common people tremble and I shall deal with them according to their ways and judge them with their own right rulings and they shall know that I am Yahweh. Very interesting chapter here. And going back to the beginning here, we see that Yahweh, after he had tried to get Ezekiel to do the works of the kingdom, that he was not going to do the works of the kingdom for Yahweh, for his people, that Yahweh now comes to Ezekiel and tells him, well, that's it. There's no more warning, no more chances. They are going to fall as a nation. And see, he says, um, in verse 2, he says, And you, son of man, this is what the master Yahweh said to the land of Israel. An end. The end has come upon the four, four corners of the land. The nation of Israel all parts of it will no longer exist as a nation. And he goes on and explains in verse 3 that the end is upon you. And guess what? It says, my displeasure against you, Yahweh, is not pleased with Israel. And this is what it says. The reason why an end is coming is the end of verse 3. And repay you for all your abominations. That's right. So Israel had been doing all these abominations, idolatry, breaking the commandments that they had been given. They weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And the father only accepts so much. And then that's it. Brethren, the same goes for you. The father only accepts so much um, breaking of the commandments, 
doing what we're supposed to do as believers and followers of Yahusha. Now, if you're not following Yahusha and you're going about doing um, things in the flesh that are an abomination to the Father, he is not going to be pleased with you. And yes, an end will come to you. The end of your connection to the kingdom when Yahusha returns and separates the sheep from the goats. And if you don't turn back during the thousand years, guess what? Yes, you're headed to the lake of fire. We see here that in flesh Israel, Ezekiel is being told that in verse 4, that the father, Yahweh, is not going to have pity. Nope. I shall not pardon you, nor would I spare. For I repay your ways while your abominations are in your midst. And you shall know that I am Yahweh. See, no, there is no, after that point, the Father has plenty of patience, plenty of mercy, plenty of grace, but there comes a point where that's it. And then, no, um, you won't be excused. You won't be spared punishment, chastisement as a brethren. And... So it continues in verse 5, a calamity and only calamity. Look, it has come. The end has come in verse 6. Um, the end has come. And so you see, the father is telling Ezekiel, that's it, Ezekiel. Uh, there's no more chances to, um, you know, that the end has come because you're not doing what I want you to do. And verse 7, the turn has come to you, O inhabitants of the land. The time has come, a day of an uproar is near, and not of rejoicing in the mountains. Well, Israel used to be all happy and, and protected and everything, and, you know, joyful and, you know, having a good old time. But that isn't going to happen anymore. Same with you, believers. You better believe it. You won't be rejoicing and doing all this nonsense that you do at churches and today. Um, you know, singing your songs and all the nonsense, uh, modern garbage that is in assemblies today of the brethren. And... It goes on, and again it says in verse 9, And my eyes shall not pardon, nor would I spare. I give you according to your ways. So you see, again, a second witness, a second time, I'm not going to pardon 
Israel, not going to pardon you. The day has come, the day has come. Of violence has grown into a rod of wrongdoing. There is none of them in verse 11, and none of its crowd, and none of their riches, and none eminent among them. So you see, they had gone bad. They were doing things, all this stuff that they weren't supposed to be doing. They're doing uh, violence, wrongdoings, um, and, you know, all of them, the whole nation. The time has come and the day has arrived. Let not the buyer rejoice nor the seller mourn, for wrath is on all its crowd. So, you know, this is letting you know that, guess what? You will not have a nation anymore. So what happens when you don't have a nation anymore? What happens is you can't buy and sell land. See, that's what they used to. They had an inheritance. They owned the land, but it wasn't going to be that way. Nope, they weren't going to be able to sell the land. They weren't going to be able to buy the land that they had because they were losing their inheritance because of their abominations. And then the next part in verse 14, it's letting us know that um, they have blown the trumpet and all is prepared, but no one goes to battle, for my wrath is on all its crowd. So you see, they have blown the trumpet. They know that there's trouble. Everything's prepared. The sword is outside. That's right. The enemy's there. The enemy's coming. And the pestilence and the scarcity of food is inside. So there's trouble outside your gates. And inside there, your gates, you don't got nothing to eat. So that means, you know, you can't go outside to get food because outside is trouble. Death, the sword, your enemy wants to kill you, you know. So, but there's nothing to eat inside. And he who is in a city, scarcity of food and pestilence devour him. So it wasn't only no food, but there was diseases. Yes, there was diseases. So you see, you understand that that's how the father gets our attention as believers. Yes. He gets our attention by allowing us, in some cases, to get sick, to, um, you know, to have our blessings taken away. And for spiritually, for us believers, our blessings are doing the works of the kingdom. That's what our blessings are, doing the works of the kingdom. He knows how to get our attention. He won't let us, if we're going down the wrong path, doing the wrong thing, doing abominations, he won't let us do 
works for the kingdom. He's not going to allow it. And the enemy is outside and the enemy wants to get at you. Absolutely. Satan is as a roaring lion roaming around seeing who he can devour. That's right. So understand that your enemy is outside. And if you're not doing as you're supposed to be doing for the kingdom, then the enemy is outside and ultimately the enemy will get you. Verse 16, while they who escape of them shall escape and be on the mountains like doves of the valley, all of them mourning, each for his crookedness. All hands go limp and all knees become as water. See, that's what happens when you lose the spirit. Yeah, the spirit goes away. If you're doing evil stuff, the spirit goes away. And your spiritual man goes limp. And you don't want to do spiritual works. And you're afraid of doing spiritual works. See, if the spirit is with you, then you're going to be doing spiritual works. You understand? This having to do with flesh Israel, when they saw this army outside, they had no confidence at all whatsoever. They were terrified. And they shall gird on sackcloth and be covered with trembling, and shame shall be on the face and baldness on their heads. You see what the Father is saying here in these verses coming up? The first one here, the sackcloth, trembling. They see they're in trouble. And so they're trying to humble themselves. But guess what? It's too late. See, that's what the Father was saying, was that I'm not going to pardon you. I'm not going to forgive you. I'm not going to spare you. You're in trouble, and that's just the way it is. So they were trying to humble themselves because they were arrogant before and thought that they were, you know, protected by Yahweh because they were Israel. So, you know, that's not working too much for them. So they're cutting their hair off and they're showing that they're humble now. That was the first thing. The second thing they're doing is that they're throwing all their gold and silver into the streets. They're throwing everything away that was of value, their treasure. They don't want their flesh treasure anymore because that's what caused them to turn against Yahweh. But that doesn't matter either. See, it says that. They throw their silver into the streets and their gold becomes as filth. Their silver and their gold is unable to deliver them in the day of the wrath of Yahweh. So you understand, brethren, when this when is the end times, when Satan's system comes upon the earth, what's going to happen is that, you know, it doesn't matter what you, if you're on the wrong path, 
if you're not, if you don't know the truth, if you don't understand that Satan's system comes first before Yahusha arrives on earth, then you're going to be taken in by the enemy. Absolutely. And you can, you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be changing. You're going to be submitting to the enemy. Absolutely. And trying to, you know, uh, get on the bandwagon. Unfortunately, um, it's not going to work out for you too well because when you do that, you're going to have turned against the Father and, of course, the Savior, Yahusha. They do not satisfy their appetite nor fill their stomachs because it has been their stumbling block of crookedness. So, listen, Israel was doing all kinds of bad things and they weren't getting filled at all with food. The Father had taken their food away. And guess what, brethren? Uh, you're not going to get spiritually filled. No, it's not possible. You're not going to do it because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And the splendor of his ornaments, he said in excellency, but they made from it the images of their abominations and their disgusting matters. Therefore, I shall make it like filth to them. So you see, you turned what was good, what was set apart to something that was an abomination. Like the, you know, the brethren coming together in the assemblies and instead of worshiping Yahweh, our father, you instead sing all these songs, talk about all this nonsense and you forget the father and you use the name of his son as an abomination instead of the way it should be said, which is the English version, I mean the Hebrew version, you use the English version and that version is an abomination to the Father because that is not the Savior's name. So you make your assemblies, that that should be set apart, that should be precious in the Father's eyes you make it an abomination. And so guess what? Because you do that, it's going to become as filth. And I shall give it for a prey into the hands of the strangers and to the wrong of the earth for spoil, and they shall profane it. So guess what? And that's happening today. The brethren, their assemblies, uh, guess what? Their assemblies are such an abomination that the Father has allowed the assemblies to become connected to the world now. So worldly people come in to your assemblies, which is not what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to allow worldly people into your assemblies. For Israel in the flesh this was the, the set-apart places 
the places, the temple and stuff that was supposed to be, um, you know, used for sacrifices and offerings and stuff like that um, for the children of Israel. Um, and it was set apart. It was um, made to be uh, sanctified. And guess what? It had become profane. And now what was going to happen was that outsiders were going to now take over the temple and use it for their own pleasure and their pagan deities. And because why? Because the nation of Israel would be no more. And I shall turn my face from them, and they shall profane my secret place, for destroyers shall enter it and profane it. That's right. They've come to profane, to destroy the temple, the places that the Father told Moshea to build and to have built and make for the people of Israel and the destroyers are going to come in and take over and destroy it just like the assemblies of the brethren today make a chain for the land has been filled with crimes of blood and the city has been filled with violence that's right it's all evil everything that the nation of Israel was doing was connected to evil things in Yahweh's eyes. Just like the brethren of the assemblies today, believers in their groups, they're doing evil abominations in the name of Yahweh. Destruction shall come and they shall seek peace. But there is none. No, Israel wanted, would have wanted peace. You know, they see all these enemies and then they're finally going to get through and start attacking. And they just want some rest, peace. They don't want to be fighting and they don't want to be, um, you know, hungry and going through diseases and stuff. They want peace. They want it to stop. They want to rest from it, but that's not going to happen. And brethren, our peace is to be joined to the Father and the Son and the set-apart spirit. That's our peace, to be one with them so that they dwell with us. And guess what? When you become profane and doing profane things as a believer, you are no longer able to have that peace to be one with the Father. Calamity upon calamity shall come, and report shall be upon report, and they shall seek a vision from a prophet. But the teaching has perished from the priest and the council from the elders. So you look around today, you have the brethren 
that want to be taught. They want truth. They want to have, um, you know, spiritual knowledge. And it's just not found. You can't find it anywhere. You can't get good counsel. People today go to psychologists. They go to worldly people, worldly things, instead of using what the Father wants us to do, which is in the scriptures. Because guess what? Because they can't find anybody to tell them how to deal with their flesh problems in a spiritual way. Let the sovereign mourn and let the prince put on despair. That's talking about the leaders because you're going to lose your kingdom. And brethren, if you're a shepherd and you have a flock, you're going to lose your flock. And let the hands of the common people tremble. They have no protection. The sheep are scattered. They have no shepherd because of what they have been taught. And I shall deal with them according to their way and judge them with their own right rulings and they shall know that I am Yahweh. So you see, Yahweh has commands and rules and judgments and things that we're supposed to follow and do. It's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to do these things, but um, like in Israel's case, they're making up their own rules their own commands and and so the father yahweh is saying so i'm going to punish you with your own judgments and your own commands you made them up they're not mine they're yours and you see, the whole point to this of chapter 7 was so that Ezekiel would know that this is coming, the end is coming, and when it does happen, guess what? They shall know that I am Yahweh. They'll know what they did wrong. See, that's the weird part, you know? They know they're doing wrong. And they do it anyway. They know they're not doing things exactly the way Yahweh wants them to do. And they know the power of Yahweh, you see. And they'll know that they are being punished by Yahweh. Brethren, the same goes for you, absolutely. You see, we're supposed to be following the example of the shepherd. Our shepherd is 
the Savior, the Messiah, the Son of Yahweh, Yahusha, Yahweh's Savior. And we're supposed to follow our shepherd. He gave us the path, the way, and guess what? How many of the brethren today, never mind when Satan's system comes on the scene, how many brethren today follow in the footsteps of Yahusha and do as he showed us to do, do things that way? I'm not talking about doing exactly step-by-step step, everything he did. No, he showed you the path. The path is to talk to the Father, follow the will of the Father, help the brethren, do works for the kingdom. That's what he showed you. That's what his path was. And that completes Ezekiel chapter 7 in our new study, The Prophets from the Scriptures. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.